Today is the 20th of November, 2021. Now we have the opportunity to set our hearts on listening to the Dhamma. And having listened to the Dhamma, this is a chance for wisdom to arise. Listening to the Dhamma gives rise to wisdom. And this is a way to develop and train our minds to give rise to wisdom from this listening to the Dhamma. Because this mind has clinging attachment to all the various sense objects and sense impressions. And so this listening to the Dhamma for practice monks, for Kamatana monks, is something that's very important. It helps the mind to develop and progress faster and higher. The mind that has doubt, that has agitation and worries with regard to Dhamma practice. And having listened to the Dhamma, one can have clear understanding arise. No one's able to put down these worries and these doubts, to put down clinging to sense impressions, to become free from sense impressions. In this way, our mind can become empty temporarily. We understand that clinging leads to suffering. Then we're able to cut off this attachment and clinging and the mind becomes free and empty. We see, well, what does the mind cling to? It clings to these five aggregates of form, feeling, perception, formations, and consciousness. This is a foundation of clinging that gives rise to self constantly. So therefore we must practice, we must train ourselves in the Dhamma. And we may ask, well, is this something that's difficult to do? Well, it takes time, it takes patient endurance, it takes firm intent, it takes striving, it takes effort, and takes daily practice. And if we do this continuously, uh, constantly, then this Dhamma practice is not hard at all. We can have clear understanding. But if we don't practice, if we don't train and develop our minds, then the mind has chaos and troubles all the way up until death. But we see that all beings all want happiness, and no one wants suffering. So everyone's seeking out happiness. But we have to understand that the happiness that's sought out by untrained beings is not true happiness. So then we ask, well, where is true happiness to be found? True happiness is found in the mind that knows sense impressions in time. In the course of our lives, if we have uh, gain, praise, fame, and pleasure arising, then we cling to these things. And for instance, when something that we've gained, when we lose that thing or when it degrades, then suffering arises. So therefore, living in the world, we get things that we like and things that we dislike constantly. The mind chases after these things, chases after things that it likes. And this kind of mind can't go beyond sense impressions. So therefore, we have to train our minds and this listening to the Dhamma is one way of training the mind to give rise to clear understanding. 
and that which we don't know and understand, then we do understand it and know it, and this clarity arises in the mind. There was one occasion I was listening to the Dhamma of Lumpucha, and I wasn't thinking that I would understand any Dhamma or see into the Dhamma on that occasion. But on this occasion, the mind gathered together and was able to see clearly into convention and see that the names of people and objects in the world is all merely convention. And yet we think that these names are something that's true and real. For instance, a glass. We think that it's really a glass. We don't know that it's not a glass in truth. Because ever since we're born, since we're children, we learn the names of things. We learn like this, that this thing is this name, this thing is like this. And so we understand the names of people and places and objects. We think that a glass is really a glass. But we see, in, when we see the truth, we see in reality that's not what's there. There's nothing there. In truth, there's no glass to be found. It's just a convention. The name is just a convention. It's just natural elements gathered together. There's no size, there's no color. Its size and color are merely conventions as well. In terms of buildings as well, we call them a uposita hall, a large building, a house, a small building, a vihara, and all these names are merely convention. This physical form, we call it a uposita hall or a house and so on. And we have these different names and different names in different countries for various buildings. Then it's cement or wood gathered together into a certain form. And in the present time, it's in this form and it has a certain color, shape and size. And nowadays, there's 3D printers that can produce materials as well. But whatever the case is, it's all worldly elements gathered together and their nature is impermanent and unstable. It's gathering together is something that's an impermanent condition. So we see clearly that in reality there's nothing there, that it's a convention to call it such and such, and such a building. This is the arising of convention, but in reality it's just that much. So having been born already, then it gives, we have this sense of self based on clinging in the mind. And the name that we're given is merely a convention, whether one is reckoned as male or female is just a convention. One's a novice or a monk is just a convention. Or the, we can look at the example of calling an animal a cow or a buffalo, a duck or a chicken. In the past, a certain physical form would be called a buffalo, and people would call it a buffalo. But in the present, people may call that same form a cow, and these words switch around for the same form. Or with ducks and chickens, we see that, oh, a chicken has this form, has this kind of body. But we may get them mixed up, and it may be a duck, but we see in reality that these names are just a convention. 
Lungpu Cha would also give a teaching that he would ask someone to hand a spittoon, but instead of calling the spittoon a spittoon, he would call it a scooper, a water scooper. He would say, hey, can you pass that water scooper? And that spittoon would normally have uh, spit and saliva, various things like that put in it. But to call it a spittoon is just a convention, so we called it a water scooper. So whether a water scooper or a spittoon, we see it as just a convention. So we could call a spittoon a water scooper. And one can also use a spittoon to scoop water on oneself to shower and use it like a water scooper. This is something that one can do. So this is normal and natural, because in reality there is nothing there. It's all just convention to be found in the mind. So we see the value of this listening to Dhamma. One occasion listening to the Dhamma of Lumpu Cha, the mind became very bright in the year 1975. The mind became bright and luminous. And the mind was interested in samadhi and interested in listening to Dhamma on this occasion, just like all of us gathered here now, whether we're on the five precepts or the eight precepts, we're all coming together to practice and train in the Dhamma. We all want to realize this state of stream entry of Sotapanna. And on this occasion, the mind gathered together, or when the mind gathers together like this, the mind becomes bright and luminous, rapture arises, fullness of heart arises, the mind and body feel light and at ease, and this can go on for three days and three nights like this. One sees all things of the world. They're all impermanent. They're all not self. And whatever there is, it's all impermanent. So practice in this way. See in this way. When one, when one sees clearly like this, one sees the Buddha. One realizes that the Buddha was fully self-awakened for certain And when we don't yet see clearly, we read the history, we read the text, we listen to the Dhamma, and we have belief in our hearts. And this belief we call faith. We don't yet see clearly, but we practice following the teachings. We have effort and perseverance in this. And for Dhamma practitioners, they may see suffering first of all, see the noble truth of suffering first, and wish to seek a way out of this suffering. And one sees that this suffering arises from clinging and attachment. This suffering in the heart, we have this suffering because of clinging. Clinging to things as self is the cause for all this stress and suffering to arise. The cause of dukkha is this clinging and having the sense of self. But when there's no clinging and attachment, then there's no suffering because the cause has ceased. So when we have the sense of self, then this clinging to things as self just goes on and on, ongoingly. And suffering arises because of this clinging. Lumpu Cha taught very clearly, we suffer because of clinging.
So in order to cut off suffering, we have to be able to not give rise to clinging and attachment. We have to be able to let go. So in this practice of Dhamma, we practice to see clearly, to have effort and intent in this. Have, we have faith, so may you have effort. May you put effort into your chanting, into your meditation, your walking meditation, your sitting meditation. Have effort in this mental cultivation. Then one day you'll see clearly, you'll be able to attain and see the Dhamma, to see the body as impermanent, as ever-changing. The water element is impermanent. See the body and see it clearly. Use your mindfulness to contemplate the body as a heap of impermanence, stress, and not self. You can see all the sense impressions and moods in the mind. They all arise and cease. All the feelings arise and cease. Seeing this clearly, one sees the Dhamma. This is the arising of wisdom. So one has firm samadhi, has mindfulness, and if one doesn't yet have these things, then keep practicing, keep building your parami, your spiritual virtues. Have the four brahma-viharas, the four divine abidings, to care for your mind. And one can also contemplate death continuously, contemplate that one is close to death, and therefore don't be heedless. So practice like this, May you have effort, may you build your parami, practice generosity and virtue, cultivate loving-kindness, have effort and patient endurance, have satcha, truthfulness, practice not to get lost in liking or disliking, but have a heart of upeka, a heart of equanimity, and practice the celibate life, at least some of the time, on the eight precepts, at least some of the time. So may you set your hearts on this to know and see the Dhamma. May you be intent in your practice.